the Energy Current Podcast, where we'll be exploring themes related to shamanism and energy healing. On this path, we surrender into the current, allowing it to guide and take us wherever is most needed for healing and empowerment. So join me, Kim Lottis, shamanic practitioner and spiritual therapist, as we step into the energy current and watch the magic unfold. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the Energy Current Podcast. Today, I'm excited. We have a guest joining us, Danielle Rysavi, and she is the Green Mama on Instagram. And we're going to talk about being a mom, living a green life, spiritual practices, and all kinds of good stuff. So welcome, Danielle. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I like to start with guests by asking you to tell us a little bit about your heroine's journey and kind of what are uh, the things that you've been through that have led you to where you are today and who you are today. Okay. So I, I feel like there was a lot of, of my upbringing was really close with my mom. She kind of was the first one to have me realize that we need to protect the earth, that it's, you know, a sacred place, starting with, with just small things like never wasting water. She always would, would like catch the water in, in the shower, for example, and then be when it was warming up and then use that to water, water plants. So I feel like at a young age, I was kind of really thoughtful of, about the things that I was doing. And then I had a lot of athletics in my life and that's the athletics playing soccer is what led me to Humboldt State University. And that's where I, um, that, that campus, if you know anything about, um, about Humboldt, they're, they're extremely conscious about the environment. So I feel like that really like up to my level of understanding on how to kind of, you know, protect the earth, be one with the earth, things like that. Um, living within the forest and kind of, they were, they were the first school that, that stopped selling plastic water bottles, for example. I feel like they, they started to get me to open up my mind to even more of what I could do. And then I just feel like as I evolved into a mom, I realized that teaching that to my kids, like having that, that continue, my four-year-old has a lot of questions, for example, about, you know, why he might not get the same snacks as his friends and explaining that and explaining why and, and, and kind of having him understand. So I feel like I've always been just really empath and connected to the earth and kind of feeling everything. So that was kind of my big journey with, with discovering like how, especially with my essential oil business, how plants can, if we protect the earth, how they can give back to us, for example. So yeah, a little bit about that. Yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of my, my journey, I guess, was just starting as a young child and evolving to really find, you know, the purities of earth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, could you talk us through some of the practices maybe you use? I know you talked about the one like mom with the water, but maybe some of the practices you use. And then you mentioned your essential oils and yeah. So just telling us a little bit more about maybe how you use those. And I think I've even seen like on Instagram using those in like your kid's water versus even buying sparkling water that is flavored. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My journey with essential oils started when, when I got pregnant, I, I knew I wanted to have an unmedicated birth and uh, I knew I needed to have like a lot of tools to get there. 
So the birthing class that I was taking, taking recommended, you know, maybe, maybe you would like essential oils in your birth kit, that kind of thing. So I took a class and then I realized like, wow, I'm, I always kind of viewed myself to be very holistic. And I kind of took that as I don't take Tylenol if my head hurts. I don't take the Pepto-Bismol if I have a stomach ache. I kind of just bear through the pain. I didn't realize there was like actually, you know, tools out there to maybe like cope with that pain and, and support it naturally. So I was kind of like opened up to this whole new world that I couldn't believe it took me so long to realize they existed because they've been around, you know, since, since before time, basically. So yeah, I had a really, a really amazing birth experience and they were the essential oils were incorporated so much in my birth process that I just felt this like really big pull to need to share them to other people. And then especially becoming a mom and feeling kind of hopeless when, when your kids get sick, things like that. Um, and not really wanting, you know, feeling kind of alone too, when you, when you go to your pediatrician appointment and they, they kind of think you're, you wanting to stay away from the medications is, too much for them to understand. So I felt like I had a lot of power having these tools at my house. Yeah. And then taking that into just everyday practices with my kids and having them realize that being mindful of things, like, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of in this obsession right now of seeing like where natural flavors and everything that we, we buy. I just feel like it's an everything. And I, you know, I went down the rabbit hole of researching what that is. And basically natural flavors are, can start as a natural flavor and then it doesn't matter what happens in the process to what that gets into our food, but it started there. So that's really the only rule with having it be on the label. So, yeah. So I've been trying to like, you know, instead of buying an essence or a flavored water, adding a drop of lemon essential oil in it, or adding a drop of grapefruit. Um, I kind of, since my son's four now, I let him pick that, pick that out. Yeah. So I'm in, I feel like working in a lot of that with like my cloth diapering practice, I, I teach moms how to, how to use cloth diapers, buying secondhand, having my son see that it's okay to buy things secondhand. It's okay to give things another life and kind of just making that the new normal. And that's kind of been my big passion with like teaching my, my kids that you don't have to buy new for it to be new to us and special to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just like you witnessed your mom and her practices as you were growing up and it just becomes kind of instilled and then you're offering that to your kids too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like I'm like amplifying it. Like my mom is like, whoa, you're so much for me, but, but I feel like that's where it kind of started. And, and also not being judgmental of the process too. Like we're all in different, different levels of that. And I, I feel like kind of making sure that's an important thing too, because oftentimes I think it may come off as like judgment. Like I'm doing all these things and you're not, it's, it's not about that. It's just about what can we do? That's one step better than what we were doing before. Yeah. I love that. And right. Like starting somewhere small and then maybe mm-hmm. grows, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then too, I just, yeah, kind of wanted to circle back because I feel like that's important mentioning like the, you know, going to the pediatrician and maybe you don't give your kid I don't, I'm not, I don't know if you do or don't, but say mm-hmm. Tylenol, but maybe, mm-hmm. you know, some essential oils um, or plants or herbs that you use that can like yeah. help with cough or fever and like this, you know, just getting into like plants as medicine and mm-hmm. uh, the properties. And I know some other moms too, who have said uh, similarly that they use essential oils, like even preventatively with their mm-hmm. kids, you know, certain ones that like help kind of fight bacteria or boost your immunity and things like that. Do you have any like particular 
oils or herbs or plants that you use for remedies or things that you could share that maybe um, other people might want to try out? Yeah. So I think that um, for me, it was like the first time I really started kind of opening my mind up to how much more they could support rather than like a lot, a lot of times we think of essential oils as like aromatherapy and I think mind and mood and mental support, which is very important and, and definitely something that I use them for my son. The first experience I had was him having thrush in his mouth. It's, it's, it's really common with babies and when they're suckling, that was my first experience of like going to the doctor and really like begging for, for something natural and feeling like I didn't have any option, but to, to use what they were recommending and, you know, reading the side effects of that and not really feeling like in my heart, it was the right decision. So basically I used tea tree around, around his mouth, his mouth. And then I treated myself as well with the tea tree. And it was really cool because I could visually see it's white film basically in their mouth and I could visually see it kind of going away. And that was like my first, like, Oh, wait a second. That was really cool. You know, for, for that first cold of congestion, we have this, um, this blend with doTERRA called breathe and it has tea tree in it. And eucalyptus and some other plant, um, mostly a lot of tree oils, basically like to open up the lungs. I think plants are so fascinating. Basically, like if you were to look at a tree and see the visualization of a tree, it really does look like lungs and a lot of the tree oils support our lungs. So that was my first eye-opening experience. It was like really like giving him a chance to kind of open up the congestion because there's really not much. That, That is one thing when you go, there's really not much that they can say to do beyond use a humidifier. And then, like you said, um, once I started realizing all these things that I could kind of do to support my kids naturally, that's when I, when I, when I kind of took the next step of what can I do for preventative measures? So I use a, a, one of our blends called on guard frankincense, um, another tree resin and lemon. I really like lemon down the spine. I try to do that. Like if I can, every single day, I, I change those oils up. Cause I like to keep the body kind of guessing, but those are ones that I really like to stick to and down the spine, just like a quick swipe down the spine really fast. It's hard to, you know, with moving kids, I keep one by the day, the, the changing station table and it's in their room. It's really easy. Just like a quick spot down the spine morning and night. If I can remember, sometimes it's just not until night, you know, when we're more condensed in that room. So just rubbing it down the spine, maybe putting some on the bottom of the feet, maybe having my son roll some nighttime oils on the bottom of the feet, just trying to like make it a part of our daily routine. And if you forget and you don't do it, it's okay, but it's nice to kind of have that, that routine that kind of also settles our mind of like, okay, this is what, what the night's leading into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think those routines are so important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the having the oils for, you know, the benefits of them, but then also even like you said, there is the aromatherapy or that that can also help mm-hmm. support kind of like calming the system, yeah. things like that. So yeah, yeah lovely. And then um, tell us about kind of your path to spirituality or what that looks like for you. And maybe even like how you implement spiritual practices, having two young kids, <laughs> you know, kind of like practical being mm-hmm. practical about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I grew, grew up in a, in a, like, I, I want to say split household, but not split in the meaning that it was two different sides, but having a one parent with a Jewish upbringing, another one with a Christian upbringing. And I kind of feel like it left me in this like middle ground of feeling like really lost in my spiritual journey. Like I really wanted something. And it's interesting 
because I felt like I was always really searching for what that was for me. I had Mormon neighbors that lived across the street from me and I would go to church with them a lot and like really like kind of like try to understand that religion. I had Christian friends that I go to church with. I had Jewish friends that I experienced temple with. I feel like I was like really looking for, for what that was for me and, and never really feeling like I, for a while, I felt like I couldn't figure out what, what, where I belonged and not that you need to belong anywhere either. But for me, I just felt like I was kind of missing something. And then when I was, I was in my early twenties, when I, when I learned that there was a a trip called birthright, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's basically like a free trip to Israel for, um, for, for Jewish um, families. And I kind of thought about it like, oh, that'd be really cool. And then once I graduated college, I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And so I went on this trip and, and what was cool about it is that there was a lot of like people in the same place as me. There was people that were like deep in their Judaism practice. I found like the most perfect group to go on. I, I was kind of interviewing for another group and it just didn't feel like the right match for me. Like they were very firm in what they needed for me. Whereas this group, the the rabbi and his wife were just so, so cool. I feel like as I was kind of there, I was feeling like I, in Israel, I was having these like bits of myself that kind of felt like they were kind of connecting and coming into place. And then touching the um, Western wall was just like a mind blowing experience. You know, I saw everyone doing it and they're putting their hands on the wall and they were like so engaged on the wall. And I just thought, Oh, maybe I'll touch it and just kind of see what it's like. And then, and then once you touch it, you realize why they're like, their heads are on the wall and why they're both hands are on the wall, because it just like really pulls you in. It just was like the coolest, I guess, spiritual awakening moment where just, you feel your whole body kind of like connecting to this, this place that has so much history and so many people there, so many people praying. And then I had a moment there on, on top of Masada that the rabbi kind of just blessed everyone who wanted that kind of, that kind of awakening. It was more for the people like me where that were just spiritually searching, for example. So I started to kind of like explore, explore that, that part of myself. And I feel like it's been a really cool experience of like, feeling like I, I, I have a lot of learning to do kind of feeling like I, oh, like that's maybe where I belong or what feels good. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping to, to have my kids be raised and at least an understanding of, um, their Jewish faith and, and their, their, I feel like Judaism is a lot like cultural, not just, you know, religious, but I just kind of, in my, my, under, my feeling is that like anything that can kind of get you closer to, to God or, or your, your highest spirit or whatever that is, is kind of what's been important to me. And I'm kind of like trying to, to work that in with, with my kids, you know, my youngest one, it's not really an understanding, but being, but being four, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of thoughts and questions and he's, my four-year-old is actually unbelievably spiritually connected since he's been about two, he's been saying things to us that have been just like, Whoa, you know, where did that come from? Like, how do you know that? Like things like that, that, um, he was a really early talker. And I kind of started reading about like spirituality of young children and how that's often the first sign is that they start talking at a very, very early age, like 18 months, super early. And, and being able to tell me things about my loved ones that have, that have passed on that, that I never have shared with him. And he was able to like, tell me that. And it's funny because my husband was 
kind of thought I was like making these things up. And it wasn't until he had a moment where he experienced it when we, we lost someone that we loved and, and my son kind of brought him up and he was kind of like, wait, how did you know that? I've really tried to nurture that and, and cherish that. And cause I know it probably won't last much longer. You know, once they get a little older, they kind of, the realities of life start coming in and they, they kind of lose a little bit of that connection. So I'm trying to nurture that and, and support that and, and whatever that is for him, you know, I, we're okay with whatever that journey is, but I think just coming to a practice of, of realizing there, there is more to life than just our physical bodies here. That's kind of like my biggest mission as, as a mom is to share that next step. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's so amazing how common that is for like young kids to be so spiritually connected. And I have another friend who's had similar experiences with her son where he's said things or like talked about a person who's passed away and like things about them that she's like, how would you know that? Like, yeah. And there's something about to this new generation of kids coming in where they say like, they're really going to be the ones to kind of like help heal our planet. I think a lot of that is too. They're coming in very like spiritually aware and curious. And so having parents who do nurture that for them is so important, you know? Yeah. I love that. We need that. (laughs) Yeah. And two, I wanted to like tie back into your, your birthright trip and like that Mm -hmm. experience of touching the wall. And like, it's almost, I mean, that's the thing too, for, for me and what's been most important, like in my spiritual practice is having those like direct experiences where you like feel it in your body. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I just know that like this place is sacred, you know? Yeah or what, you know, whatever it is, but like where it's like, I viscerally feel it in my body. And it's just like unknowing, even if other people don't understand or, you know, things like that. And, and something about too, like being on the land. And there are certain places where I think when we go, our soul kind of remembers, um, Mm -hmm. and, and that can be, you know, ancestrally. And because like, generations came from that land and you're connected to them. But yeah, there's something about having those experiences that really, um, I feel like does just open us up and, and kind of, like you said, it's like just wanting to more explore and, and see, you know, what that's all about. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, a really crazy, like you said, full body experience. It was pretty wild. I thought I would just like kind of touch it and like have that moment. And then I was, you know, two hands, head on the wall, you know, for, for who knows how long after I, once I felt that connection, that connective energy of like, oh my gosh, this is like bigger than anything I could ever imagine. You kind of leave feeling like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you also are a doula, right? Mm-hmm. Or have, have been, or a, do you mm-hmm. still, are you still? Yeah, I feel like I have so many things. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I put my teaching career on hold, becoming a mom. My background um, in college, I studied child development. And the thing with child development was that it wasn't just teachers, it was everything, you know, from, from students that wanted to, to go on to midwifery, social work, psychology, like the, the, it was very vast. Like we were worth a lot of people, which I thought was really cool in that time frame, There was a lot of talk about birth because child development was, you know, birth from in utero on to adulthood, the, the pregnancy 
stuff was just like, whoa, this is so crazy. I just really started diving deeper into that. And then uh, infant care was like another area that I really loved, but you can't, you got to pick you once you're going on to your career, you kind of have to pick. So I went back and forth on like, what do I want to do? And I, and the teaching path was like very straightforward. You know, you get your credentials and you become a teacher. And so I went with that. Like, I just, I, I knew that path really well. And then what's been really cool is that putting that on hold, I was, you know, kind of sad to close a chapter and not really close it, but kind of put that on hold for a while. I realized like, oh, I, now I have some, you know, a different schedule that maybe I could like dive into this other passion of mine that I was really interested in, but I kind of had to close that one. Yeah. I started just getting into the idea of it. And then I eventually decided I'm, you know, I want to get certified and, and take the course, at least see, see if, if, if this like little nagging thought in my head is, is still there. And I, of course, absolutely loved the entire process of learning more about like what we can do to support mothers. And it just really, like you said, with this next generation, I just makes me feel like the more we can support a, a mother in that first four or five weeks of life, the more she can support her baby and the better off we're going to be as like a community. It just, there's so much missing there. You know, it's kind of like, good luck, go on, best of luck to you. The mom's healing physically, emotionally, like you have the biggest hormonal change after having a baby than you will in your entire life. And it's just something that it's like, good luck. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, you know, me experiencing it myself, I realized like, and I was very confident in my abilities to, to care for my baby, but I didn't realize that I, I needed to care for myself in a way that I didn't expect. And that's was when I was like, okay, I need to, I need to see if I can support other moms in doing this. And it's just been a really cool experience because oftentimes they just need to be like heard and touched and fed, you know, those just the basic, basic things that a partner is also emotionally exhausted and they can't provide that. And oftentimes you hear like, why have my family staying? And I have friends coming to help. And it's like, that's not the same. It's not the same as someone like really taking care of you and being there for you in a way that maybe your family or your friend can't, your family might not be like, taking off your socks and like making sure that you're getting the blood flowing back in your legs and massaging your legs and sitting and listening to your birthing story and, and kind of like helping them process that. Like, there's just so many things that I've been really, and they bring, they let you come into such an intimate space too. So it's just, it's really cool. And I love that I can work it in while still being like a mom first too. Yeah. And what a gift it is to the new mom. Just like you said, it's like something you don't know what you don't know. And exactly. And and so to like have that support there and, and like you said, like family or the partner might be exhausted family dynamics, who knows what those are. And so just to have a person there that can do exactly what you say, you know, like listening to you, letting you process whatever's going on, whatever mm-hmm. emotions are coming up, but then also just the basics of like feeding you. Cause you sometimes forget or don't have time to do that for yourself. when you mm-hmm. have So yeah, like, I just think that that's so amazing that you're able to offer that. And I'm sure it's a beautiful experience for you too, to be of service. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I know we talked about, cause we're going to release this episode, um, right around mother's day of maybe doing a little guided 
meditation, affirmation for moms. But before we do that, is there anything else you want to share that I didn't ask about? Feels like important and connected into this conversation or? Um, I would just say like, as you know, you said, leading this into like a mother's moment, I would just say the biggest thing that I can recommend to any mom is that like just finding finding that community, finding that connection of other moms, it's really can be a lonely place. It can feel very isolating, you know, especially if you're, if you're home and you're doing the same kind of routine every day and you just feel like you're kind of lost in it and, and just like looking for that, that village of support and in, in other moms who can kind of empathize with you. And also to say like, that journey might not be like the first try. I feel like for me, it was like trying to find other moms and then realizing like, I don't like being with these other moms the way that I was hoping I would. And then feeling like maybe they, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just really different and I can't really connect with anyone, but make, I'm, I really made sure I tried, I kept, I tried again. I just kept trying. And then eventually you find those people that you're like, Oh, like I, I connect with you. Like I feel the same as you. And it's not the first try. You know, I think a lot of times like you might go to a group and you just feel so isolated and alone and, and it makes you almost like very deeper. And my, my, just my like push and suggestion is just to find something that someone, a group, something that you feel like your, your soul is connected to is calling to that you can, you can connect with because the, the last thing you want to do as a mom is kind of feel like isolated and alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And such smart, um, advice too, around if the first time doesn't feel like that right fit, not mm-hmm. to just give up, but that there, yeah. are, there are going to be other moms who are, yeah, kind of that soul connection or mm-hmm. yeah, you, you meet and then it's like, oh, this is, this is what I've been looking for. And so exactly. mm-hmm. trying until you find that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go ahead and just leave like a, an intro in and then let you do the affirmations and then we'll go from there. So wherever you are, if uh, you're able to go ahead and just maybe lie down, if that's available to you or just being somewhere where you can take a few moments to yourself quietly, you might begin to close your eyes just take any movements or adjustments to really relax your body, wanting to give yourself a gift of full comfort and support. Just tuning into your breath, just flowing with it as it moves in and out of the body. Feeling the places where your body expands on the inhale where it contracts on the exhale. You might notice the different places where your body's touching the surface beneath you. Feeling yourself held and supported. Knowing that you are always held and supported by Mother Earth. It's beginning to Feel a warm, light energy begin to enter through the soles of your feet, allowing this light 
spread up into the ankles, making its way into your calves, moving up to the knees, into the upper legs, everywhere this light touches, allowing it to soften, to relax, to release. Letting it spread into your hips. Moving across your low belly and low back. This warm light. Moving into the mid belly and mid back. Up into the chest and the back of the shoulder blades. Feeling the warmth spread across your shoulders, making its way down the upper arms to the lower arms, the hands and the fingers, allowing this warm light to move into your neck and throat. making its way across the front of your face, down the back of your skull, and your whole body filled with this warm healing light, allowing it to soak into all of your cells and your organs, into your blood and your bones, healing your body from the inside out. And letting this light radiate out your pores, wrapping you in a cocoon of healing light as we move into the affirmations. I am grounded and connected. I care for myself so that I can care for my children. I listen to and trust my intuition. I know what's best for my kids. I nourish my body and provide nourishment to those I take care of. I allow myself to receive. I'm worthy and deserving of self-care. I tap into my personal power, stand up for those that I love.
I am a brave and strong mother. I connect with and support and receive support from my community. I have so much love to give and I allow myself to receive love in return. Breathing into your heart space, letting your heart expand and open. Perhaps allowing images of your children and others who you love to come to you now. Feeling your body soft and receptive. Feeling gratitude for all that you have in your life. Really honoring all that you do and all that you are as a mother. Beginning again to connect back with your breath. Feeling the places where your body connects to what is supporting it. Letting yourself arrive back in your body, back in your space. as you feel ready, you can begin to open your eyes, come back into the room. So Danielle, I just want to thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story and yeah, what, how you're incorporating plants and spiritual practices and mothering and supporting other mothers. All of this is wonderful work. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Who you are. Thank you. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? So I have my site is on hold. I'm still working on that one day, the green mama.com. It's <laughs> I have it, you know, I have it purchased. I just have to finish it. So right now I've just been pouring most of my time in my, on Instagram. Um, I have it connected on Facebook too. They're both just the green mama, but it's M-A-M-M-A is the spelling of mama. And yeah, that's where, where most of my time is spent making sure, trying to make sure I touch on all these little things that I feel like I'm got my foot in, in the door of. Thank you so much for, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you want to, yeah, follow her on Instagram at the green mama, just, yeah, I know you post there about all the different things we've kind of talked about today, mm -hmm. the resources there for people. Um, yeah. Moms. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Danielle. Thank you.